Hello everyone, this is Oliver Braid uh, and I'm doing a sneaky little intro to this week's Ellie and Oliver show. You might be wondering where Ellie Harrison is. She's actually presenting a lecture at a conference called The Story in Conway Hall in Holborn in London. So today it's my turn to do the uh, absentee intro. Uh, the router is fully working today, so luckily nothing will go wrong. Oh, I say that, actually, there might be loads of problems and Ellie's not here to sort it out. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed that what I just said is, like, fine. Um, oh, I'm getting a bit worried already that Ellie's not here. Okay, well, let's just go for it then. Thanks for listening. Bye! Hello then and welcome to the next edition or the new edition of the Ellie and Oliver show. As you'll have gathered from the real live me just a while ago, we're broadcasting slightly from the past now. We're actually broadcasting live from uh, our flat on Valentine's Day in Glasgow. This is a little bit of a Valentine's Day theme, but we don't want to get too love-based. Our theme for today is something that actually both of us have a shared love affair for and something that probably brought us together as friends uh, a little bit, although not uh, in relation to one another. So as you'll have probably <laughs> gathered over the last couple of weeks. So our theme this week is obsessions. Um, and I'll pass you over to someone, a special dear friend, who uh, isn't actually here live at the moment. Here she is, looking a bit confused. Ellie Harrison. Hi there, it's Ellie Harrison back again on the Ellie and Oliver show. Yeah, so today we're talking about obsessions. And like Oliver said, that's one of the things that I guess I shared interest or maybe a shared trait it um, is nice to have a shared yeah just a shared passion that we've got because actually lots of other things quite different about us but i don't know if you can have a passion for having obsessions I well think obsessions i are think an unfortunate Mm, I don't know because the thing is what you do is you realize or I've realized anyway that a lot of my obsessive behavior doesn't really necessarily lead to happiness it actually leads to quite maudlin situations I should just explain as well that we're broadcasting on Valentine's Day in Glasgow today there's also a train strike so I've just had to rush home which from your photo you'll see that I'm wearing a work uniform I didn't even think that we'd be able to uh, be broadcasting tonight or uh, but I spent quite a lot of time today thinking about obsession and mm. if anyone knows me or who's listening they'll know that last year I had quite a big obsession with a certain person who will remain nameless because I promised him now that I won't mention him again. But I have to say I thought about him a lot at work today but not only because it's Valentine's Day but because I realised that I actually spent quite a lot of time at work still thinking about this person often I look into the cafeteria because I expect that he might be there and today because I had to get a bus due to the train strike I spent the whole time looking out the window just convinced that eventually I might see him sort of think him into existence I do that Oliver oh dear I know but what's that because that's you know I think I've got it must be some kind of quite masochistic passion for doing that because the feeling that I get when I think about this person, or, you know, there's been other people in the past, 
There's a slight feeling in my stomach of excitement because I begin to convince myself that it is a real situation, that it is really happening. You know, I have no real feeling that I'm actually just fooling myself. Or I sort of know, but just that tiny little kick of, I don't know if it's kind of adrenaline or some kind of endorphin, is just enough, 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 enough to keep me going. Um, it's, it's really scary. And drive my obsession. Because I find it hard to let go. I've done that exact same thing as well. But I think in 2012, I've kind of managed to get rid of all of my obsessions from 2011, which I'm quite pleased with myself about. But I've been in London <laughs> and uh, just walking down City Road for some reason and expecting a certain somebody to cycle past at any point. Unfortunately, they never have, but I've always just imagined that. I found this has been... To. Yeah, I can't. I found this has always been a way. I I've often spent times when I've been obsessed with people in particular, just walking around the streets of the cities that I've lived in, just trailing around. In fact, this time last year, I was obsessed with someone else, and I don't know if I should admit this, but I spent quite a long time walking around the area that I thought he lived in. I didn't know for definite, and just peering into people's windows when they had the lights on, just to see if I could see. Stop night now. after night after night. <laughs> Stop now, Oliver. Stop now, because <laughs> this is quite interesting. Because this leads me on to one of the things that I've uh, made a note about is that I heard something on the radio the other day um, about them re-looking, like the judiciary re-looking at the offence of stalking. Because stalking is becoming, well, it's obviously becoming more prevalent um, in modern society. Imagine that. I know, it's really it's scary. Shocking. And they're talking about, like, I, I, I don't know, probably completely misremembered this, but talking about, like, upgrading um, sentences for people um, who are prosecuted for stalking up to something equivalent of, of rape sentences. I actually know someone who just took someone to court for stalking. It's it's really scary, but I'm I, I'm interested in uh, how this links to developments in social networking because, like, when I wrote the text for you for your show, which is still on down in Liverpool, <laughs> my five new friends getting great reviews. The raw standard. Pop in and see it if you're around. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wrote about was the idea of social networking kind of isolates you because you're just sat in front of your computer screen, but it also gives you complete unrestricted access to this imaginary world of other people's lives. So you really can stalk online, become obsessed, and then you just live your normal everyday life thinking that that obsession is actually reality. Yeah, you just go home like I do all the time. You find someone, you realise you like looking at their profile, and before you know it, like... In a way, that becomes before you know your you've made an exhibition about Before you know it, yeah. <laughs> Whoops, no, but just made a solo thing is, show. I do worry because people, you know, the term stalker has been thrown at me in quite a few times. Well, you want to be careful. I know, but the thing is, all I'm really looking for is just this is. I just don't know how I would feel if it happened in reverse because, in my mind. I imagine finding it quite pleasurable just knowing that someone was that into me because I, I've gone through my whole life, really. It's Valentine's Day, so I'm going to make it a bit maudlin. But I don't <laughs> think anyone, apart from my parents, really, has ever been in love with me for the whole 27 and a half years of existence. I don't want I sympathy. I'm cry. just being very clear that that is the state. And so I, I, but I also, I was talking to someone at work today and we've made a pact with each other that in the next month, by the 14th of March, we have to have been on at least one date. Because well, I think, good. in a way, you need that support network to force you back into the real world rather yeah. than just... And obviously, one good way of clearing an obsession 
is to obsess about someone else. So at least if you're meeting a new person. That is an excellent way of clearing the obsession. Yeah, I mean, I've done that. I've someone done that someone did once occasions. recently accuse me of being a romance predator rather than a stalker. But Oliver, I think that that is quite scary because I think it, the the problem that I found, not that lots of people are obsessed with me. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are obsessed with me. But there's plenty of material online, should you choose to want to become obsessed with me. <laughs> Just get on earlyharrison.com. Um, but uh, I do think that something flips in your head the moment you realise that somebody's actually interested. Like, it goes from, uh, you know potentially being interested to actually being really freaked out yeah do you know what i've actually got this as a note because this particular person that i was obsessed with last year there was once when he was drunk and he sent me an email saying that he wanted to cuddle me and i know that's not a massive big admission of love or anything but just that email really freaked me out and i spent the day just being like oh god is this actually really what i want it seemed like so I wonder what would happen, yeah. If I know. Although I would say I'm still willing to find out if anyone is interested. I think if anybody is interested, you can tweet at Ellie <laughs> and Oliver and just express that interest. Just anything or an anonymous, anonymous fly posting on the streets. Yeah, any little thing like that. Because I think I would like to try to find um, Oliver some love this year. <laughs> at <laughs> some point, that's going to be one of my little projects. But... Um, one of the things I've got on my little list of topics <laughs> to discuss um, is the idea of ways of actually overcoming these obsessions that doesn't just involve transferring that obsess- obsession from one thing, one object of desire to another. And I think there are ways of doing it. I think that this is something that I've never learned, actually, and would well, be useful. I've got a few little suggestions they're a bit vague and they're a bit catch-all but i think i think a lot of it is um to do with putting things into perspective so like obviously obsessing is about obsessing about small details obsessing about one person obsessing about like these i guess small things in relation to the scale of the universe and i think that um it's always a good t- and always a useful thing to do to try to put things in perspective just in terms of all of the sh- shit that's going on in the world. But I do you suppose. not think the constant worry, especially with a person, for me, is that if I stop thinking about that person, then it will properly fade? Because often when I'm really obsessing over someone, I, I sort of have this thing in my mind that I'm willing the world into the situation that I want to occur. I think you're probably actually doing the opposite. Yeah, no. And I think that... what And actually, surely you know this, it's like that moment when you flipped in your head and thought, ah, do I actually like this person? Like, think about that can happen in reverse as well because if somebody thinks that they like you and they're freaked out by it and then suddenly they think, oh, actually, he's not that interested, then they can flip the other way and go, oh, I'm missing a trick, like, I'm missing a trick with this. And I think that if you can put things into perspective and, like, um, realise that that person isn't everything in your universe, then they may turn around and go, actually, I'm missing something (laughs) by not being stopped I think I have a real problem, though, with um, honesty in that I think that I'm too honest about everything. And so with things like that, 
I don't think about the way people's brains actually work. I just think very literally, honesty is the best policy and just to be really forward. But you can't do that with people, obviously, because it just doesn't work. Or, you know... In an ideal world, I'd love to think you could, but I think they've got to play games. I know. And I think maybe we need to do a show about games. Games would be a nice... Could be quite interesting, couldn't it, mind games? I sort of worry... Do you have any other... Tips, because I wanted to say that one of the reasons that I think I do get so obsessed and find it hard to let go as well is that one of my other obsessions as a person is with mental health. And I think I've got a bit of an obsession with having sort of difficulties with mental health, you know, quite a romantic vision, a kind of Sylvia Plath type vision (laughs) of like the glamour. You know, it's a worry though, because I've known other people who are absolutely mental for being, you know, they desperately want to be mental. I don't know if it's a generational thing. I think it is a generational thing as well. It's like the century of the self, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah. like as soon as you realise, or as soon as you like build a picture of the world that it's just exists inside your mind, then mental disease is like everything, isn't it? It's like the world, yeah. It's like that Iron Man thing, like the world... When you die, like the world comes to the end. What does she say? No, I can't. I can Another remember vague. the eye movements Another now, vague. unfortunately. Another vague <laughs> quote there. Um, but we should probably play a song, I think. Let's um, play a song. And this song, because I am a very obsessive person, and one thing that I, I was just thinking about this and thinking back, and I can almost track my entire sort of adult life not even adult life just let's just call it my entire life i can always track this um through the flittering from one obsession to the next to the next to the next and it kind of marks these different eras Mm -hmm. in my life because actually when i was a small child i used to collect comics i'd collect rubbers i'd collect um Sheep postcards was one of my stranger obsessions. Um, I'd connect, and all of my collections like meant everything in the world to me. Um, until I found the next thing to and be. Then what happened? With. Did you just put them away? Well, most of them I chucked away now, mm. because like well, I you can't have everything if have you're obsessing all the time. But the thing that's another thing I don't have a lot of respect for my previous obsessions either. I now look back on them with a huge amount of embarrassment. But the song I want to play um, is, well, Britpop came along. And Britpop came along for me when I was aged uh, 15. And this is like, when I was living in London, it was just the most exciting thing that had ever happened. And I went to all these gigs and I was completely obsessed with a lot of bands. But there was one in particular that was my complete obsession. I used to sit by the video recorder during Top of the Pops and record every single appearance that they went on Jules Holland and all of those other like programs that were really popular at that time and record everything and I, I couldn't bring myself to look at that video archive but it's still down there at my mum and dad's house. <laughs> anyway, this song is a song by a band called Sleeper which is a very little known man, because you never heard of them, have you? I've heard of them, but I've never heard any of their music. But I think it's, again, I was slightly out of the era. I was slightly too young. Yeah, slightly too young. Um, but I went to see them probably, well, every single gig they ever played in London, I went. <laughs> and I went in the front row, and I was with my best friend Gabrielle at the time. And she was an obsessive fan. I'd like to know whether. She probably wasn't quite as obsessed as I was. But she certainly came along to all of the... Um, gigs with me but she's just had a baby last week big shout out to the baby Rafa Rafa. 
he's over a week old now. And uh, when she um, had the baby, I sent her a little text, which had a sleeper lyric <laughs> in the text. Because the, the, the lyric was like, we're not growing up, we're just growing old. And so that my text was like, now finally you're, grow- you're growing up and I'm just growing old. Oh, did she get it? Did she get the reference? She'll get it. She knows what I'm really talking <laughs> I about. I'd like her to tweet in to find out if she got it or not. I know. I don't think she tweets. She's too busy changing too busy nappy. Oh. Yeah, too busy changing nappies. Anyway, this is the song with that lyric in. <laughs> <laughs> It's totally cringeworthy. When I was listening to the back catalog before, I was really, really, really embarrassed. I apologise in advance for the lyrics, but the embarrassment is a massive part of obsession, so take it away.
Hello. Okay. <laughs> You're still with us. I apologize for that terrible song. I don't think it was quite as bad as when Oliver played the extract from that opera. Anna Nicole, I've had good feedback from Anna Nicole, Have actually. You? Thank you very much. Yeah, if you could tweet in as well if you enjoyed Anna Nicole. Don't worry, it won't encourage me to play any more opera. I've learned my lesson. I was severely reprimanded. I think you could tweet in if you've uh, fast-forwarded through that. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you fast-forwarded through any of the music, it'd be interesting, actually. All the talking. (laughs) Yeah. Just tweet us at Alien Oliver and let us know. And the good thing about tweeting Alien Oliver is you don't know who's going to reply. Is it going to be Alien or is it going to be Oliver? (laughs) Who knows? Anyway, talking of tweeting, I might have mentioned this before, but I do run a Twitter boycott <laughs> normally from my at Ellie Harrison uh, Twitter account and that was inspired by well my status as a recovering data collector which you may have heard about <laughs> um, but I basically for five or six years collected data about um, everything that there was possibly to do with my everyday life all of the boring information you could imagine I amassed so what I was eating what I was thinking about um where I was travelling, how much I weighed, how many sneezes I did, how many farts I did. (laughs) Like, all of this horrific information, how many swear words I said. Like, years and years and years I spent collecting, obsessively collecting data. So, this links into our theme, because um, I think I... Those obsessions that I talked about that I could track through my entire development of my life at some point they transferred from sleeper to another band that i was very obsessed with <laughs> who perhaps should not mentioned. it's difficult to know isn't it's it who's more embarrassed know. and i know the answer to I'm that really question. embarrassed um but then shortly <laughs> after well when i went on to do my fine art degree that obsession just totally transferred onto work and it kind of remained Interesting. on Yeah, because you're never really much of a music person anymore. No. It's more of a work person. It's really weird, because I'm not really... I mean, you probably know from my choices that I'm not really that clued up about music. Whereas I used to go to, well, HMV in those days, every <laughs> single Monday and buy all the new releases on 7-inch vinyl. Like Jesus. It's completely insane, but Obsessive. I've got rid of all of that. I was completely... Um, so, yeah, I, I transferred that obsession onto work and I became an obsessive data collector, which I'm tr- now trying to recover from. Um, and so, what, yeah, what was I going to say? Well, I think you were going to talk a little bit about being a recovering data collector. <laughs> okay. Um, and, you know, I was interested, actually, particularly I really wanted to pick up on the idea that it had helped you kind of almost chronicle your life in terms of, like, remembering certain key points because I definitely from the age of 13 onwards can chronicle my whole existence depending on which boy at that particular time I was obsessed with and wow. like really obsessed with and kind of the mental things that I did I mean wow. it goes much more beyond peering into windows there was a period where I managed to get a key to someone's Stop house it, Oliver. <laughs> used to <laughs> let myself in and go through this boy's room occasionally but I won't oh say who that God. is because I don't want to go to prison. I'm just making it up for the radio okay, show. Yeah, it's really not good. real. Really good. I am really <laughs> worried real. that I haven't got any more practical tips that I can offer to help well, this boy. I am learning. The thing is, I am learning by thinking about these things more. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of thinking that actually maybe I'm not really interested 
in any of these people that I'm really obsessed with, a lot of the time I think about people, I think I spend more time thinking about other people than I do ideas. Probably think about more people around Glasgow all the time than any of those people do about me. But I think what I'm, not just boys, just people that we know, you know, I'm always just thinking about people. But I'm thinking that actually the way I sort of think about them, I'm not really thinking empathetically about them. I'm sort of thinking about what they might think of me in term, and helping me understand myself better. So it's really just a big obsession with myself, I think. I that is well, this is quite interesting. I he- remember hearing another thing on the radio. Sorry, I do listen to a lot of re- radio, and I just regurgitate Obsessively. It. I obsessively listen to the radio, and then I just regurgitate it on our own radio show. <laughs> but somebody was saying something about, like, talking about kids and having kids, because this guy was saying that he had put off having kids because he didn't want it to be a distraction from, you know, thinking and about himself but at a certain age he realised that that's all he wanted was this distraction from yourself because I reckon at a certain Mm. point you just get bored yeah I'm going to look forward to it you're going to look forward to that point I will do I think so but I mean I'd like to offer you some more practical advice Oliver I think the only thing I can offer is just get out there (laughs) in the real world in real social situations well, I'm, I'm doing this dating challenge, good. aren't I? I'm so glad you're doing it because the more I'm time looking for you dates, spend so tweet, tweet if you're interested in dating me. I will say yeah. yes to anyone. That's the thing. I don't want to sound desperate, but at the minute, just for this, the purpose of this dating challenge, because I think I've been far too picky. Um, but I wanted to just. I mean, are we getting to the point where I need to introduce a song? Yeah. Oh, okay. We've, We've got, got a little bit of left. time. I'm gonna. Um, I've chosen a song actually this week that was written specifically for a project that I made last year at Collective Gallery and it's written by a Scottish artist called Panda Sue and it's called I Walked Right In and it's actually like it's such an amazing song. I know a lot of people have listened to it on my YouTube page and through my Tumblr and have asked me where they can get a copy of it because they just think you know that it's a really great song. It's it's about um a person who I've already mentioned, but I'm not allowed to mention by name, that I was really obsessed with last year and that I thought that I was in love with, but I said that recently to one of my friends, Mark, Mark G. Kens. I have to give him a shout out because I promised him I would. Uh, I said this week that I was in love with this boy and Mark got really angry with me or he pulled an angry face. I think he actually punched me in the chest. I've got a bruise on my chest because he was trying to teach me that it wasn't about love. Well, I mean, maybe that's what, maybe that's the only way to stop me. But this song, it's written by Panda Sue, and it's called I Walked Right In. And it's about this one boy, but it does actually remind me of this other situation that I was talking about before, where I was doing a little bit of a naughty and letting myself into people's houses. I thought about it at work today, actually. I thought about the idea if I'd have ever got caught, but luckily I never did. Uh, Okay, so I'm being told it's time to wind up. And, okay, we're going to move into this I Walked Right In by Panda Sue. Thanks for listening. Happy Happy Valentine's. Is she making 
you smile, but you'll never love her, darling. Don't you understand why? You can laugh it off, you can play off games, you can tell yourself it's not happening. I told you to listen as you told me to leave. You say I know the first thing about you, but I disagree. Cause I know something and you know, but you haven't said yet. It's the reason you don't call me. It's the reason you can't accept. It's the reason you don't call me. It's the reason Runs through your head when I walk in. 